passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Necessary Roughness With 11-year NFL veteran Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year And Captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines John Jansen And 10-year NFL veteran Two-time Pro Bowl Offensive Tackle And Super Bowl Champion With the Green Bay Packers T.J. Lang Now, here's John Jansen And T.J. Lang well, TJ, it's been a while. Um, I know both of us have uh, have had a few things going on since the end of the, the regular season, the Super Bowl, since the end of the postseason. Uh, and now we are at the Combine. Uh, the, we're not there. I wish we were. But um, the, the Detroit Lions showed up at the Combine today. Brad Holmes joined Costa uh, and I this morning. Uh, and this is the time of year where you start – trying to figure out what next year is going to look like. We already know that Tracy Walker is not going to be back. They released him. Um, your thoughts on some of the things that the Lions need to do this offseason. When you think about the combine, um, the draft, obviously free agency is going to be the first opportunity to add players. Um, where do you think the Lions go? What do they do? Well, uh, there's three things that come to come to mind. And one's Jared Goff, two's Alan Ross St. Brown, and three is Panay Sewell, who I think is going to be eligible uh, for the first time in his rookie contract for an extension. Um, we know that's their MO. We know Brad Holmes, you know, draft, develop, keep our guys, right? Uh, we've seen that the last couple of years, whether that was, you know, John Kaminsky and Alex Anzalone um, last year, wanted to keep the guys that you trust, that you know fit the, the mold of this team. Um, I think those three guys, you know, that I mentioned are, are clearly the priorities when you talk about, um, you know, improving and, and, and not, not just staying the same, but, giving yourselves a chance to, to be even better than you were last year. And that was interesting. I heard you with Brad this morning. He said, 
you know, a lot of times it's not about, you know, hey, how can we find one or two guys to, you know, put us over the hump, but how can we just, how can we improve? How can we basically not get worse, right? right. And, and that was kind of the MO. And, and look, Jared Goff, I mean, the contract, we talked about it a lot the past probably year and a half was, you know, do you trust him? Do you want to sign him? You know, what what number does that look like, right? Is he a guy that if you give big money to, is he going to be able to fill some of the voids that you're going to have because you're not going to have some of those expenses? Look, I think, you know, after the playoff run, I was comfortable saying, you know what, it's probably going to cost a little bit more money than if you did it six months or a year ago. But I, I think we feel more comfortable because we've seen yeah. Jared Goff now. And we've seen Jared Goff improve every single year since he's been here, right? I'm in Ross St. Brown. Uh, and Panay Sewell, obviously, two of the most valuable guys on this team. I don't really care what those numbers look like. Sign a four or five year deal, get it done, right? I just want the comfort of knowing that those guys are going to be uh, leading this team, you know, for the next uh, uh, four or five years. So uh, that's priority one, two, and three for me to take care of your own guys before you uh, really start to dive into not only this combine process and the free agent cl- uh, class and in the draft. Uh, I think as long as you take care of, you know, what's in house. Um, First and foremost, yeah. you know, that's going to that's gonna give you a good uh, kind of springboard in the rest of this offseason. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act... 
that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the combine process. I think it's a whole lot of wasted time. I think there's going to be a lot of pro days that these teams are going to go to. They're obviously going to be able to invite guys uh, to their facility. I think it's 30 guys that they can invite to their facility. But there's going to be no shortage of opportunity, especially with, and we learned this, the ability to, you know, whether it's you know, whatever remote type of meeting that you want to have, you can have interviews with as many guys as you want. And I think the interviews is, is probably more the thing because you turn the film on and you see, can a guy play football or not? What does, and, and maybe a 40 time separates a guy from being a, you know, from being a second round pick to uh, early in the second round. I just don't know what you're going to see at the combine, in my opinion, that's going to boost kids. Where do you land on the importance of, of, a, of the combine being an evaluative tool? Um, lower on the, on the chain, I guess. Yeah. I think it, it can only hurt some of the high-end guys. I, I certainly think it could help some of the lower-end guys. I was a guy that – I didn't go to the combine. I missed out by a couple votes, a vote or two. Yeah. I felt like it probably could have helped me coming out of Eastern Michigan back then, you know, where, uh, you know, you didn't really have all this testing in the, in the camps. Like you, people now know now basically what guys 40 time is when they're in college. Right. You know, we didn't really have that. You had the pro day and the combine to kind of prove that. But with all these camps they do now, they know what these kids are running at 17, 18 years old. And sure, they get faster, but there's a lot more stats yeah. nowadays than there was 20 years ago. Um, I felt like it could have helped me, but, uh, you know, I think it's I think it's more of a kind of uh, you know let's make sure right let's make sure we know we like this kid you know we know we, we know we like the film we know we like uh, his attitude we know we, we like his leadership we've kind of already done a lot of that um, you know investigating and, and kind of work you know talking to coaches and teammates and parents and high school coaches you you already know all those type of things let's just go kind of validate what we already know right and. That's where I'd say, you know, it can it can really only hurt some of the top end guys, right? Where you know, if Marvin Harrison goes and runs a four three, is it gonna be like, oh my God, Marvin Harrison, he's even like we already know the guy's a freak. But if he goes and runs a four six, it's gonna be like, well, okay, like maybe take a step back a little bit, right? I think that's gonna be a bigger impact. But I think that it's probably more important, John, and, and you I know you went to the combine. It's probably more important, I would say, the interview aspect of it. Um, getting guys in front of, you know, coaches and getting guys in front of a whiteboard and seeing if they can just draw up right. simple plays and see if they can comprehend uh, and, and hold on to information and kind of give that back. That's more football related than a lot of these vertical jumps and, you know, the shuttles and everything that they're doing now. I think that's more important is how do you, how do you mentally get into these kids' heads a little bit and find out uh, what kind of football player they are. I think that's one of the hardest tasks that scouts have, which is why I think that uh, the more time you get face to face with somebody and just learn about them and talk to them and kind of understand uh, what kind of person, what kind of player they are, that's where you get the most value from. I don't think it's necessarily with a lot of the on-field work that we see at the combine. Yeah, I mean, I and that's one of the things that I really think that Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, and this front office has been able to do is to be able to sit in a room with guys for the most part and find out how much do they care about football? How much do they know about football? And, you know, like what type of, are they, are they individuals that you want to put in this locker room? Are they guys 
that will ultimately mesh with Dan Campbell and his coaching staff. I think they've done, for the most part, a pretty good job of walking that line, figuring out who are the guys that are going to be able to be coachable. Who are the guys that you want to depend on come December? It may not be, you know, in September that you're going to, you're going to be looking at a guy going, Hey, you know, are we expecting him to come out of the, out of the gates fast? You'd love to, but by December and January, are they going to be players that we are now counting on uh, to go out there and make plays? Yeah. And you want, I think we know that this regime wants guys that are just obsessed with football. Yeah. That it, it's not about the money. It's not about the, the, the fame or anything like that. We don't have any divas on this team. And I think that's why, you know, in that playoff run, a lot of America was starting to kind of root for the Lions a little bit because they're easy to root for. They just work hard, man. They just care about football. They're, we don't have any divas and superstar guys that you're seeing on 30 different commercials. You know what I mean? Like there's a kind of aspect of this team that, that that's the way they build it. And I think that um, Panay Sewell, Amon Ross St. Brown, Aiden Hutchinson, the core guys that they brought in over the past couple of drafts have just been obsessed with football. How can I get better? How can I be the best football player in the freaking world, man. Like that's all that matters. And they've got a recipe because like you said, they, they found a lot of guys that fit that mold. And I don't think that's easy to do. I think, especially with nowadays with, with kids and they go through training, right? Just, you know, I remember, you know, when I was training for the pro day and combine, we'd spend just as much time, you know, practicing interview questions. So you know how to respond to a yeah. GM or a coach sitting in front of you. And so, you you know what I mean? You got to get through kind of the bullshit a little bit, uh, the, the layer there yeah. to really get deep. And they've got a formula and they've got a recipe uh, that works because we know that they found the guys uh, that fit that mold and they're going to continue to seek, they're going to continue to put more value on those type of players um, that fit that mold because we just know that's how they want to build this team. And you know what? Brad Holmes came with the receipts a couple of weeks ago. I mean, he's pretty, he's, he's right, man. So, uh, you know, I think it's, I trust them to, to go find the right players, whether it's first round picking late or whether it's the fourth round to go find guys that can come and help this team. So regardless of whether it's filled by a free agency, whether it's filled in the draft or a trade, um, what are the top three needs that you want to see addressed this off season? And it's, We'll talk in, in next week, um, maybe before free agency starts. We still got some time before we mm-hmm. start identifying individuals that we want to see here, or we, at least we want to target. And the draft, obviously, that's that that's a couple months away. But just the areas of need. What are the biggest needs that you need to see addressed this offseason? Specifically, I think interior defensive linemen. Uh, I think, and look, those guys are hard to find, guys that can play three down. <clears> we know – Ali McNeil is a hell of a player, you know, yeah. probably a better run defender at this point of his career than a pass rusher. He's not labeled as one of those guys. I think if you can find another guy to put in interior pressure on passing situations uh, to help Aiden Hutchinson out, to help your secondary out, um, that's huge. You know, we've seen what kind of impact a Chris Jones guy can make, and he's yeah. a freak. You know, you're not going to go say, hey, let's find the next Chris Jones. Like, there's only one Chris Jones, right? But you see what kind of impact those players have and it's 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 outstanding it's tremendous uh number two i would honestly i'd probably say offensive line you know yeah. that's been a strength of this team uh now for three straight seasons and uh you got a couple gaps we don't know what's going to happen with Graham glasgow we don't know what's going to happen with jonah jackson that's 40 percent of your starting offensive line right, right. that's a that's a, that's a that's big a, chunk a, yeah that's a big chunk of your offensive line so um and look we know that jared goff is still that quarterback that he yes he's Really, he can kind of he can fill in some of the voids, but 
with a subpar mediocre offensive line, I don't know if I want to see that experiment, right? So that would be uh, probably the second highest on my on my levels of, of need and, and, and just importance of what you got to do. I think third, probably defensive back, you know, yeah. I go back and forth on defensive back and maybe wide receiver, you know, and uh, Josh Reynolds had a huge impact on this team. We know that everybody's going to remember the NFC championship game and a couple drop passes. Bottom line is he was a huge part of this team throughout the season. Big reason why they got to that point. He's a free agent, right? What are you going to do with a guy like that? We know that that role in this offense is vital. You yeah. know, DJ Chark filled it a couple of years ago, the guy outside of Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, could that be Jamison Williams going into year three? Could be, right? But I think they're going to need to fill that void. In the secondary, we know it's kind of non-negotiable. You have to find a number one for him. Yeah, right. We've kind of seen now <laughs> you've got a bunch of guys that are scrappy and bulldogs and you can respect and admire, but you know, we, we know how important having a number one uh, corner is in this league and, and just taking away uh, passing threats from the opposition. So those would probably be my top three. I know I kind of heard you a couple weeks ago talking about yours, maybe last week, and offensive line was yeah, it's right there. On yours, yeah, right? mine is more. I mean, I would love to see a Chris Jones type player, especially a guy that can play inside and outside because you're kind of addressing two situations yeah. where you need another edge rusher. But yeah, defensive line, O line, and then uh, a cover corner. Um, that in that order, one, two, and three. Now let me ask you this because, like I said, next week we'll talk more individual guys that maybe we would like to see targeted in free agency. You mentioned Penny Sewell eligible for an extension. Now he's got two years left on, on his rookie deal. He's got that fourth year plus the fifth year option, but he could sign a new contract. Um, if he signs a new deal, it's going to be a monster deal. I think he is other than Trent Williams, maybe, I mean, you could, you're splitting hairs when you talk about the best offensive tackles, but I think he is, is one of them and probably the best young offensive tackle. If you're going to be paying a premium, you're probably for Jared Goff because he is a right-handed quarterback. He is very immobile. Going to want him eventually on that left side. Now, I'm not saying get rid of Taylor Decker, but let me just throw this scenario, especially since you're an interior guy. Okay. Just right. listen to me. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> All right. You go out there and you sign a right tackle. You bump Penny Sewell over to left, and then you put – Taylor Decker right next to Sewell at left guard is Decker. Could he be the type of player that I don't, I don't want to put him on the right side. He's, he spent his entire life coming out of his left-handed stance. I don't even want to ask him to see if he can do it, go over to the right side, but what type of left side would you be looking at with Frank at center Decker and Sewell on the left side? Uh, well, this is an interesting game. First of all, I, I think Taylor Decker would, walk right upstairs and ask for a trade if you told him you wanted to do that <laughs> look we know tackles it's you know left i'm not saying take a, a different species yeah right? they, they want to be their left tackle yeah that's their spot they want on the offensive there, right? line yeah we, yeah they're the face guys yeah that's their spot me, so me, me. in a hypothetical world but i i don't think that would work anyways i mean taylor decker is i played with him for a couple years right you understand what kind of player he is he fits the mold of a tackle where it's patience, right? I know my game. He's not a, an over-aggressive guy, which I think you need to be at yeah. guard. Things happen a little bit quicker. I think uh, I think it would be weakening probably two positions if you were to make that move. Um, I would rather just sign a guard and just keep your tackles the same yeah. and fill in one of those voids there. Um, I've been a part of teams that have tried that before. Hey, let's just bump the tackle down to here. I don't think I've ever seen it really succeed. 
maybe with a guy who's a veteran, like Jason Peters is a guy who played right. left tackle forever in the league, right? Then he kind of sat out a couple of years. Then he wanted to come back. And it's like, all right, he doesn't really have the feet he used to have. Maybe let's put him in a guard and see how he does there. And he, you know, made another couple of years out of his career there. Wasn't great, but, you know, found a different yeah. home. Um, I still think at this point of his career, Taylor Decker, I would consider consider still to be in his prime, right? So I think if he was kind of an aging guy yeah. that said, hey, we got to find a spot for him, you know, we want to reshape the offense. So maybe you could think about that, but I don't think we're at that point now. I would rather just have him go either sign, a guard, sign Jonah Jackson back. I don't know what that's going to look like to give you a little bit more um, stability at least. We know he's had some injury issues, nothing that I think is going to hinder him the rest of his career. Um, but I, I think I would rather fill that void either with a draft pick or uh, with a free agent guard coming yeah. in to play that position. I think w- once you start mo- musical chairs, then, you know, it's going to take the whole summer to kind of get used to new stances and new, and then it starts rolling into the season. And then, Hey, maybe you're behind a little bit. Um, I just think at the, that point where they're at right now, you've got a all pro start, you know, center, you got an all pro right tackle and you've got probably a top six left tackle in the game. I wouldn't mess with that. I got a question for you, though, and I know we'll get into this a little bit more, you know, as free agency starts to develop here in a couple weeks. But there was big news coming out, um, you know, late last week about the salary cap and the jump that it made. Yeah. I want to know if you were like me. Do you think that that's going to help or hurt the Lions when it comes to free agency this year? Because I've got a different spin on it. Well, I mean, so the, when the salary cap goes up, it goes up for everybody. Everybody, right. So I think that, I mean, okay, l- let's just take Kansas City, for example. They're over the salary cap. They're going to try and find ways. And they have two players that I think would be great additions for the Lions, two, two players that everybody in the NFL would want, Chris Jones and LeJarrius Sneed. Before the bump, before that big of a bump, I thought both of those guys, or at least one of them, would come available. Now I don't think either of them do. And so in terms of how, what does this mean for the Lions, I think the Lions are going to have a lot of money to spend. I'm not sure they're going to have anywhere to, to put it. Like, I think a lot of guys are going to be re-signed or franchise tagged because we're in that window right now as well. And I don't know that there's going to be a lot of guys that they want to go out and spend a whole bunch of money on. Daniil Hunter would be about the only one just because, and, and, and this is something that I've, it's been – reported i don't know that it's fact um because i haven't seen it but um when he signed his extension part of it one of the stipulations was that they couldn't use the franchise tag on him so he could become available yeah so my reaction was first reaction was like oh my god yeah more money to play right my second reaction was damn because we know that (laughs) and i'm not trying to be negative here but we know that brad holmes is not going to overpay Right. Right. So I think that this increase, you know, you look at teams like Chicago and Washington that are at the top with 80, 90 million dollars. Let's say you were to go in on a Chris Jones type guy and you said, we're going to pay him. We want to get right up there, make him the highest paid. Yeah. Twenty eight million dollars a year. Twenty eight million bucks a year. Now, Washington's sitting there saying we just got an extra 20 million dollars. Let's pay him 30. Yeah. Right. Let's pay him 32. What if the Bears say, you know what? Screw it. We really want him. We're going to pay him 35. I think that's going to take you out of some of those big targets because right. there's going to be teams now that are going to have more resources to pay a lot more money. We know those teams genuinely fail. They're usually bad because they do overpay, right? We know the Lions' MO is not, we're not going to overpay. We're going to try to find 
good value players at a price that we want them at. You know, I don't think the Lions are going to be a team that want to are going to get into a bidding war and say we're going to do anything we can to get you know Ladarius Snead or Daniil Hunter or any of these other high yeah. price free agents because you're going to have other teams that are going to say what are they offering twenty a year? Oh, we'll give you twenty two, right? I just in in that aspect, it kind of made me scratch my head a little bit, saying, "Damn, maybe that kind of takes the Lions out of the running for some of these premier talk guys, about top ten guys, right. right? Maybe they start to feast a little bit more on those twenty five to fifty ranked guys that are the next kind of group, the next tier of free agents." Yeah. So, um, I just want to know if you had the same reaction because I looked at it and I'm like, damn, like that that just means teams are gonna be overspending like crazy yeah. to get some of these high price guys. And I know we know the Lions are not gonna do that. Right. Brad Holmes has proved that he's not gonna do that. So it was kind of a down it was exciting for me at the same time, but it was kind of a downer where I'm like, damn, man, like, yeah. you know, maybe you're gonna have to just stick with what you've been doing in, in some of the one year deals and say, you know, we'll we'll give you a, a one year high price deal, right? And because we know even if you sign Jared Goff and Panay Sewell and Amon Ra, the first couple of years of those hits are usually pretty low, right? right? So I think you're going to have some room to maybe get some veteran guys or maybe get some guys on expiring contracts from other teams uh, that you can say, you know what, we'll give you a one-year extension, a two-year extension, whatever it is. I think they're going to go more of that path. I think it just kind of ruined the dream for me about going to get, you know, a Chris Jones type player or one of these right. like really high end free agents. I think it kind of, I think that dream is kind of squashed. Yeah. So for you, it was other teams overpaying for those. For me, it was the, the teams that they're currently on overpaying yeah, to right. keep them. Yeah. Either way, we don't get a bite at that apple. <laughs> yeah. Right. So <laughs> Damn I, just, it. I always have like this, like negative. Okay. How does yeah. this affect it? Okay, it's good, but hold on, what's the bad part? You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know. Pessimist, whatever you want to call it. But we'll see. I mean, Brad Holmes, you know, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of flexibility this year, you know. And I know, you know, he, he's he said, Hey, we, we're gonna be in a different spot than we were last year. Uh, we didn't have as much money. We still were able to find a couple nice pieces. We're gonna be in a different spot, but you know, we're gonna have to balance that budget a little bit and see where we can fit some pieces. So it'll be interesting, but I'm sure we'll hit more on it in the uh, next couple of weeks when the combine gets rolling and then we start going into uh, free agency. It'll be interesting to see what kind of conversations yeah. uh, this team is having when it comes to finding ways to improve this roster. Well, before free agency hits, they're going to have to put a tag, um, the franchise tag, on guys um, that are going to have it. So we'll know who's who's not going to be available because of the franchise tag. We'll also know uh, or get a better indication of where the Lions may or may not go. And we'll have some names available for you because in the next couple of weeks, I think it's the 13th of of March. Right around there um, in terms of when the new league year starts, obviously free agency, uh, the, the, the tampering, um, legal tampering period will be two days ahead of, 48 hours ahead of, of when free agency starts. So we'll bring you some names in the coming weeks as to who we think the Lions should target, will target, um, and then obviously reaction after we find out who they did target in free agency. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. Necessary roughness.